Michigan State University's new strategic plan articulates a shared vision for the university through the end of the decade. MSU Strategic Plan 2030, Empowering Excellence, Advancing Equity, and Expanding Impact, received the unanimous endorsement of the MSU Board of Trustees. MSU Strategic Plan 2030 identifies goals within six key themes, student success, staff and faculty success, discovery, creativity, and innovation for excellence and global impact, sustainable health, stewardship and sustainability, and diversity, equity, and inclusion. On this edition of MSU Today, we'll be focusing on the student success theme of the plan with its executive sponsors. Provost and Executive Vice President for Academic Affairs, Teresa Woodruff, and Senior Vice President for Student Life and Engagement, Vanny Gore. Michigan State University President Samuel L. Stanley, Jr., M.D., says MSU student success is central to everything we're doing at MSU. Hi, Russ. Great to be with you and always to talk about the strategic plan and its implementation. Um, it's no accident that student success was the first pillar of our uh, strategic plan. And it's really central to everything we're doing at Michigan State University and touches on everything we do. And I think what's exciting about what we're trying to do in this pillar and this area of emphasis is really bring to even further fruition a change in attitude and accomplishment that has taken place at Michigan State. And that is the idea now and the principle that we believe that every student we admit to Michigan State is capable and should graduate from Michigan State University, that they're capable of doing that. And when they finish, we're going to continue to support them, have rewarding careers um, during their lifetime. So those two kind of principles that everybody who comes here, we're going to help them graduate because we believe they can graduate. And we're not going to stop at graduation, but we're going to continue to be an advocate for them, a support for them as they continue on their careers and their lives are two new kind of principles, I think. They antedate me. People have been talking about this before I came, but I, I really see this as an opportunity for us as an institution to really make this happen. So we're going to talk a lot today at the provost and, and Fanny Gore will be talking a lot today about graduation rates. That's one of the most important measures of success in this, but also the other things we're doing about mental health, support for students, uh, every way, shape, or form, a holistic approach to seeing them succeed at Michigan State University, and I couldn't be more excited about that. Gore says the goal is for every student MSU admits to learn, grow, and thrive. Our goal is to have every student that we admit can learn, grow, and thrive here at Michigan State and that they have opportunity to have access to world-class uh, education through our faculty, mm -hmm. um, that they have access to uh, a co-curricular and extracurricular activities, which helps them to grow and develop as, as a person, and that they become lifelong Spartans. That's what we are really, when we talk about student success of the whole person. And you know, I, I would say, Russ, that I meet alumni who, have been here, you know, in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, and they look back on their educational experiences very fondly, and they talk about what they achieved here at Michigan State and how it's helped them in their career and their life. I mean, that's what we have for everyone, because I think when parents send their son or daughters here or their, their children, 
they want them to have that kind of enriched experience so that when they leave here that they can uh, go out in the world and do the things that they hope to do. Boy, Benny, you're spot on. And, you know, I, I really echo a lot of what you said. And I, I, I do agree. I think the student success that we measure at MSU is really unique. And it's really the measure of our institution's ability to provide the kind of environment and inclusive, equitable curriculum and environment that that really enables every student uh, to, uh, and I'm just going to say what you said, learn, thrive, persist, graduate, and succeed after graduation. Each one of those is actually student success. And the way we really look at it is to be very holistic and to understand that that student success is not necessarily a measure of the academic achievement of an individual or the student collectively, but rather really thinking about how well the institution supports its students and really viewed that way, which I think is a very MSU way of looking at uh, student success. It really allows us to identify places where there are hurdles because the institution is creating those barriers, high hurdles, or even low hurdles. And we don't want a single soul at this institution to stub their toe as they're running down the track towards the world that is awaiting them with open arms, with all the problems and the opportunities that exist. And so this notion of uh, student success uh, really is something that uh, I think I'm really proud of. And Benny, as you said, I think it's something that parents see as really the opportunity for their child or grandchild or niece or nephew or friend to really uh, succeed. I really appreciate that notionality of what student success really means. And we have initiatives like the neighborhoods, like Go Green yeah. 15, but talk about some of the ways we are excelling in yeah. this area now. Well, so Go Green, Go 15, I think you talked about, you mentioned that's the credit momentum campaign. And what that really represents is the fact that, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, was identified at MSU is that um, students needed to maintain steady momentum in order to graduate in a timely way. And if you graduate in a timely way, Uh, It allows you to get to that next destination more quickly and also with less uh, financial burden. And so that really illustrates, I think, the way MSU is able to look at student success with these data-informed efforts and allow us to then modulate the institution towards the student success. Another one that I know that we've done is to really redesign the math course uh, curriculum. We're working on general education and other gateway courses. And I think this is something that uh, Vinny and I have been really passionate about working interdigitating between curricular, co-curricular, and part of that really uh, lives out in the neighborhood student success uh, collaborative, something that I think uh, Vinny, you and others really brought to this institution as a way of blending together intellectual, social, you know, the ways in which um, you learn in a dynamic interface between people and the living setting and the formal uh, learning environment, and that we learn from each other. Uh, The newest thing we did during my time here is really my Spartan story. It was started before I arrived, but it's that interactive platform that allows us to capture all of these experiences. If, in fact, we believe that student success is part of this continuum of their experiences at the institution, how can we collate and capture all of that work to allow them to use that as they move beyond this institution? So student success is not of a moment in time. It is of that student's lifelong outcomes of being at a place like uh, like MSU. 
So that those are a few things, Russ, that maybe come to mind. Vinny, are there some I've missed? And I would also say too, Russ, one of the other things too about being a residential campus mm-hmm. and being one that's this large. You know, I mean, we have you know fifty thousand students that are here on campus, and with our graduate professional students being in Grand Rapids or up in Flint or Detroit or up in the UP, is finding that sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. And when I find that sort of sense of belonging in a community, it helps me find my colleagues. My grandmother used to say, you know, you are your friends. And, you know, and I didn't really know what that meant, Russ. I mean, I really don't know what that meant. But I think what it really means is that if I'm a person here who's interested in the sciences and I become part of Lyman Briggs and I meet other students who have similar interests, that enriches my whole uh, experience while I'm here. And that sense of belonging is critically important for everyone because that's I think what we're learning even in this period of the pandemic, that isolation is bad for students, that being social and having a sense of connection and having that support is critical. So belonging is another thing that's really that we, we are working to because that helps with me uh, persisting in school. And recently, the Division of Residential and Hospitality Services was merged with the Division yeah. of Student Affairs and Services to form the Division of Student Life and Engagement. How is this connected to the strategic plan and how will it support student success? You know, in many ways, the two divisions have worked side by side together because we're, we were both here for students. Residential Hospitality Services was really focused on the on-campus experience. Uh, student Affairs and Services had a broader mission of not just our on-campus students, but our off-campus student fraternity sorority life our visitors and our veterans who were there, the students who lived off campus, student uh, leadership and involvement. So bringing the two units together really now allows us to have greater collaboration as we work across the campus. And we know that we're not in isolation, that you know, working with the provost office mm-hmm. and uh, in the colleges, I think also allows for us to have the holistic experience. And one of the things that I've been really pleased with as the two divisions have come together is I think everybody recognizes the importance of collaboration and to working across our own boundaries. And that's critical, I think, Russ, for where we are and uh, and how we serve this campus community. Well, I, you know, again, I think Benny's hit it on the head. And I think if we go back to the strategic plan, as, as you ask, and how this, how engineering the institution best enables the success of every student, it is that if we really, as is predicated in the plan, uh, invert the traditional definition of student success, and instead of centering on the student's assumed capacity or willingness to earn degrees, The strategic plan really defines student success as the measure of the institution's capacity or willingness to support every student. So when Vinny and I sat down and talked about the living learning environments, the neighborhoods, I thought that was really brilliant. But then what we did in addition is to say, well, what happens when students live and learn for additional time within this setting? Do they succeed? Yes, they succeed even better. They succeed in the uh, outcomes which is getting to their goals academically. And so what that really contemplates as uh, we think about the structure of the institution is the opportunity to more flexibly enable those institutional changes 
that support our objectives. And so really that's um, where um, the Division of Residential Hospitality Services and the Division of Student Affairs, that represented two groups that work together, but by coming together, we synergize in a way that we can really better enable uh, the student outcomes. And I think institutions that are confident can make big changes and it can then lead to extraordinary outcomes. And we'll be measuring this. We'll be looking back, Benny, in 2030 together from, you know, yep. from some vantage point and be able to say students today are better because of what we did institutionally back in, in 2020 and 2021. And, and that's the exciting thing about an MSU, a place that's not ossified in a particular way of working, rather is aspirational for what our students really need. And then we as leaders implement. And uh, I'm really excited about what, what this is going to do uh, for, our, for our student success over time. Yeah, I think, Russ, if you were to think about the ethos up in Michigan State for a institution of our size and as decentralized as it may feel, there is a very low barrier to collaboration. Mm-hmm. It's not just between, you know, say, you know, student life and engagement and provost office. You see it in colleges. You, know, you see faculty members and researchers working across disciplines to, uh, to expand a scholarship or advance knowledge, you know, solve big problems. And, and that's just, that has been something that I think is just part of who, our DNA that we're, we're able to do that. And in other institutions I work with, I would I worked at, I would say that wasn't necessarily the case. With respect to the strategic plan, where do you see this focus on student success leading in the future? So I think when when we look at it in in 2030, mm-hmm. we would like to eliminate the opportunity gaps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when we talk about the opportunity gaps, there are some subgroups of our community that aren't graduating at the level that that we wish for or their parents wish for. And it isn't about ability, you know, whether they have the academic ability to do that. There are some non-cognitive things that, that come into play that, that makes that a difficult hurdle for some students. Mark Largent would be fond to say that if we get to a student to their junior year, that we're graduating at the rate of Ivy League schools, 90, 92, 94%. Mm-hmm. So it's that first and second year that is critical for us. And, and that's why the second year live on was real important because it was providing that sense of stability for students so they can get to the junior year. They're in their program and then they can graduate. So we hope in 2030, when you look at that, that we have students who are graduating at a high rate across all demographics. That would be the big change that we'd like to see. Absolutely. And I, I think some of the some of the ways we're again engineering the environment for student success is in part the merger that we just talked about, but it's also in the way we're using data across the vast network of institutions. So we have our institutional data, but also through the University Innovation Alliance, we're able to scale uh, our knowledge nodes in ways that allows us to gather information and be able to test our hypotheses and be able to uh, then um, work towards more equitable educational outcomes in some cases that perhaps we couldn't see entirely, but um, can be revealed through these large networks. And that's something that I think allows this university itself to be a learning 
institution. I always say I never learn anything talking to myself. So if we simply look inward, we will never actually be able to enable the success that we um, wish to achieve. So that University Innovation Alliance is something that uh, I'm really excited about. And I also, I wanna go back to the neighborhood concept, which really was an MSU concept in 2010, and really began to think about the ways in which um, we uh, offer opportunities for learning environments in a holistic way. And uh, by having this in a place that students can access fairly easily, it creates that opportunity for the student to casually learn uh, as well as formally learn in the places and spaces where they are. So um, I think our goal really is to uh, eliminate uh, the achievement uh, gaps that we see today. And we've been making steady strides and in as much as this institution continues to be thoughtful and intellectual partners in the institutional sense of trying to understand institutional barriers, I'm convinced our, our students can get there. And some level, our students are, are, are running a race. And, you know, if there's a high hurdle, what we need to do is add that little pole vault so they can get over. And, you know, as we go, we hope to learn and how to remove barriers, take those high hurdles to low, and then eventually just have an uh, even playing field. So everyone who comes in races at the same level. And uh, that I think is going to allow everyone to, to learn, thrive, graduate, and then succeed. And you know, you've both been touching on this somewhat already, but what are the primary goals in this area of student success? You know, again, uh, we want to get to 86% five-year graduation rate. That's our goal. We've been very successful in incrementally moving that up over the last eight years. Uh, we want students to have a holistic experience. So when they leave here, that they're not only good scholars, but they also have the appreciation for the arts, that we do things around health and wellness, that they're good citizens, you know, that they, they're global citizens and they understand the, the impact of the world and everything else. So that's, to me, what student success looks like. And that's what we would like to have. I would agree with that. And, you know, our objective really is to make this place more accessible and attractive to a wider variety of, of students. So strengthening our ability to tell our story and really increasing the success of, of students who are here begins to tell that story. And that's from our undergraduate to our graduate students, to our professional students and and uh, broadening the diversity of the student provides also a, a way in which our students become a learning community for each other. And I think that's an important part of what we're, we're driving to and in, in increasing the number and diversity of learners uh, across campus. We're widening the ways in which students can learn. And of course, part of that has been developed through the pandemic, but we're doing it in a really intentional way to understand the pedagogical ways in which students learn best. And how can we, again, take a university rather than saying, oh, you student change, how do we change ourselves? And uh, that's one of the objectives of, of the institution. And, and really making sure that along the way, we're, we're creating a climate that really uh, the students can see that they are part of that climate, that um, there is a give and a get, that uh, it's, it's not just that uh, I come but that I am a part of, that I am the climate and I am the institution. And I think as long as we think about 
each other and that we are all part of this rather than other, I think we create an MSU that really will be contained to strive and in, in creating the, the best success metrics for every student that, uh, that comes. So what would you say are some of the biggest challenges to reaching our goals with student success? I think some of our biggest challenges is going to be the time and people part. And, and the reason why I say this, Russ, is I think everyone in the country has been talking about the great resignation. Talent is really important for us in having good talent in the institution. If I had to put one of the biggest challenges, it's not a challenge of will. And it's not a challenge of political will. You know, it's just a challenge of making sure that we, that, you know, we're staffed at the point that we can provide the experience for our for our students. And, you know, I'm an optimist who believes that, you know, as we come out of the pandemic, we will start to see ourselves as an employer of choice. This is a place that people want to be. We have a forward thinking plan. Folks can see themselves in this plan and they want to be a part of it. While that, the talent is a challenge, it's not an overwhelming challenge for me. Well, and, you know, I, I think that's right. I think our limited resources is ourselves, you know, so we might think that that's monetary, but I think that the limitation to uh, MSU will only be in the way we think about uh, how this institution grows and evolves and how we become part of that evolution. That's going to take time and trust and coordination, and it's going to take each of us seeing each other as part of the solution and and also believing that a change in the organization isn't a reflection on me or, or what I do, but really a reflection on what the institution needs to do going forward. And being adaptable uh, through uh, change management, particularly in the current moment, is something that um, requires an enormous amount of trust. And what we've seen across um, this period of time, the last several years, is that people have started to lose trust in the institutions that once were just, you didn't even think about. I saw a poll recently that the trust in pediatricians is at an all-time low. And so what that says is that we have, at a societal level, pressures on each one of us as part of organizations and, you know, MSU as an institution. So how do we build that willingness to give each other the latitude to work in an environment that is changing, but is still going to be here for the next hundred years? And the value of higher education has been questioned, but there is no other way in society that um, we have changed more lives, not only by those who go through our institution, but by those who stay. And uh, by that, I mean, our student success is linked interoperably to our faculty success, to academic success. And so we have to continue to enable each of us to give each other a little benefit of the doubt while we go through the moment and believe that each of us wants the best for each other. And I think once we begin to bring that trust back to every circumstance, I think we're going to reach our goal of a great university and great student success. And again, you've sort of both touched on this, but what are some of the things that position MSU to be a leader in student success? I would say it's sort of been in our DNA. And Russ, I will go back 40 years ago. I hate to think about that. (laughs) 
When I uh, graduated from graduate school in 1982 from Indiana, there were four institutions that were on the forefront of living learning. Michigan State, Vermont, uh, UC Davis, and UW Stevens Point. And what it had was the history of the residential colleges and what that meant for large public research one institutions in that integration in that sort of level of collaboration. So we've had this long history over the years. And I think one of the other things too, is that we haven't rested on that history. So if you were to go back and look over time, you could see the evolution of what that meant on our campus. And when we started Neighborhood Concept back in 2009 as a pilot Mm -hmm. at Hubbard, we intuitively knew that it was going to be messy and the pilot would be very different than what the uh, product would be. And that has been true. I mean, it has been really true. I mean, so, I mean, I think what that says is that, you know, the people who are attracted to this work are thoughtful and innovative who don't necessarily think that we have all the answers. And we're going to try some things. Some of those things will work and some of those things aren't. And the things that don't work, we'll forget about it and we'll keep going. Without a a level of you failed. I think that's the big thing. If I see over the last, it's hard to think that I've been here 15 years. Um, But if you sort of think about over this last 15 year period, there isn't, you know, we're okay of trying something. And if it doesn't work out, it's all right. And we move on to the next thing. And it's that messiness that, you know, you have to be an organization like Michigan State to be okay with. Well, I, I would echo that. I think, we're, yeah, we're experimentalists. And, you know, when you're doing, when you're actually doing hypothesis-based thinking, um, you actually are not always right. In fact, I always say we're a batter, not a pitcher. A pitcher has to be right most of the time. A batter actually only has to, you know, put in play about a quarter of the time if you're a Chicago Cub. So I don't know about the Detroit Tigers, but for a Chicago Cub, that's about right. But I, I really think that um, you've hit it on the head. We're really we're really enabling uh, a series of increasingly coordinated and uh, very deliberative and thoughtful approach really across the entire enterprise. We're saying that the entire institution, and there's a saying I have that we have provostial partnerships across the entire institution. We are all provostial uh, in the ecumenical sense of the way the provost is part of the opening and the enabling of everyone towards their academic uh, goals. And so we're really being very thoughtful. And, you know, that includes the merger of RHS and student affairs in a way that is that increase in coordination and deliberation that is going to, we believe, uh, be enabling the student success. We're also, I think, um, focusing on the strengths and skill sets of existing leaders and making sure we all see how we can uh, be part of this momentum and then leveraging that talent that exists and trying to maximize the output that we have in ways that really have no silos. We have this egalitarian way of working. And uh, I think that itself is part of uh, perhaps some of the experimental ways in which Benny was just talking, but also I think it's just because leaders in this space understand what our goals are and they really are towards student success and academic excellence. And relative to that, I think our faculty and academic staff from across the university are really engaged with our staff and all the ways that this institution's goals ask them to be. I think the strategic plan's emphasis on student success really helps shine a light 
on all of this work that is happening, that's part of our DNA, that's part of the experimentalists, in order for all of us to, to achieve the goals on behalf of those in whose interests we serve. So Russ, we're sort of like, uh, you know, I, I like the baseball analogy. You know, a, major league, a major league player gets paid, you know, multi-million dollar hit the ball, 300, have a batting average 300, which is three out of 10 times. Right. And, you know, if we were in that, that genre, we're probably batting 700. You know, we get seven out of 10 times, we get it right. You know, those right. three of the times, you know, we swing and a mess. And, you know, and that happens in life and that's okay. But, you know, we're, we're going to try something and we're going to, and I think the biggest key of that Provost, if it doesn't work, it's okay. We're not, we're not, you know, it's okay. We're going to move on. We're going to do some other things. So, and we have the flexible latitude to do that. Well, and I think that goes to a culture that you mentioned earlier, and this is part of at least the, the leadership's way of working in a, in, in a way that uh, trusts each other. Even if I fail, I know Benny's going to pick me up and then he's not going to fail. But if someone, you know, if we, if we are lack coordination, he's going to call me. And so these are ways in which we develop leadership together with the um, strategic objectives of the institution and our great faculty and students to holistically come together and have that great batting average. And Venny, earlier you mentioned the goal of an 86% graduation rate. What are some of the ways we will measure the success of the student success initiative? We keep score, you know, using the baseball analogy. You know, we, we all keep score. You know, at the end of the game, you want to know whether you won or lost. And graduation is one of those ways that you keep score. Um, retention is one another way that you keep score. So how many of our students are staying from their freshman to sophomore year to sophomore to junior year. What's those retention rates? Then looking between the uh, subgroups, you know, are we seeing changes in subgroups? So we're keeping score, just like, uh, you know, like going to a baseball game, balls and strikes, and how we sort of look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, uh, the data analytics is, is something that we really began moving uh, forward on is understanding what are the important things. I like to think of this in uh, three strategic questions. You know, the first strategic question is, are you doing the right things? Do you have the capacity to do the right things? The second, and can you do the right things right the first time? And that's all about execution. And so you can analytically look at all those different things to be able to say that you're being successful. Right. But I agree. And, you know, I think that 86% graduation rate is one, one piece of this. You know, I also want to look at placement rates for where the students go after getting an undergraduate degree or graduate degree. That's going to be important as well as a metric of success. Coming back to the undergraduates, that probation rate, really decreasing that early probation rate. That's one of the ways we've engineered the institution to try and reduce those probation rates. Um, and uh, we'll be measuring that this year, uh, Venny, I think, and that's yep. going to be an important metric for us and uh, on the kind of pathway. We want to see that sense of belonging and the climate assessments uh, continue to improve. And that's one of the things in the merger that Venny's um, really focused on across all of our affinity and identity groups to make sure that that sense of belonging and that folks know that this is not a top down, this is all of us. So if you're here, you're part of creating the culture that exists. So looking for someone else to create culture is not the same as creating the culture we all wish to be a part of. And that's the message that Venny's uh, been giving. And it, it's been really a, a winning and wonderful way of thinking in a really renewed way 
about the institution. You know, we want to have impactful opportunities for the students for internships and externships and laboratory environment and making sure students know that that's an option for them early in their careers. That's a really important part of this. And their use of the student services, we've seen a little bit of a decline during this uh, current context. And we want to make sure that the services that we have created, that we can actually show are increasing in their use. And I think another one is that uh, student debt upon graduation has been decreased. And, and part of that is the credit momentum. That is to say that, you know, we expect you to be here for a period of time with deep learning and then to graduate. And that will be in the student's best interest uh, as they move along. And part of that is creating, again, an inclusive, equitable curriculum and an environment that enables their academic and social and you know, overall wellness and financial support, that leads back to the student's ability to learn, thrive, persist, graduate, and succeed. And so all of that's really part of what that last uh, set of metrics really enables. So I, I would say, and I think Provost was correct, that we all have a role in student success, no matter what your role is at the institution, whether you're a faculty member or the staff member that is uh, serving food or you know, or you're a TA to a grad, we all have a role. And one of the, the uh, things that we create this culture that sort of helps create the student experience, at least through the pandemic, what we have heard from our undergraduate students, that college is more than just going to class. And that impact that we all have on the individual student, no matter what our role is, is significant. And some of the most significant relationships have come through advising and mentoring and saying hello and being there for their well-being and knowing that there's someone in your corner to support you. And that's that's what student success and that's what what we really tried to look at this. And this is the collective responsibility of all of us as as um, members of our community. Well, just really well said, Vinny. I, I don't know that I can add anything other than, you know, to kind of come back to the strategic plan and say it's really such an asset to have an institution that through the COVID context was able to continue to reach for what its aspirations should be. And, um, you know, that's the leadership of our president and that's every person in leadership role, but everybody who participated in really thinking about what our aspirations are at a time when other institutions were really being grounded by the pandemic. And out of that has come the opportunity to really change an institution on behalf of the students we serve. I'm so grateful to all my colleagues with whom we've all worked to to have the strategic plan and the opportunity to implement it is just so exciting. And uh, I just can't wait to see what happens next to all of the students who who come through this institution at this particular time. It's really an exciting time and, and the world so desperately needs them, Benny. And oh, yeah. we've talked to, to our students in the past and, you know, they're carrying heavy buckets, no doubt about it. But we've told them that what we're doing is we're putting our hands next to them and we're going to help them carry it. We can't take it away. We wish we could, but we can't. And we know that whatever they've learned, both within our academic halls, as well as within our residential halls, as well as within the halls of life and the changes that they've experienced, that those buckets have been filled, but they're going to help them with what comes next. And we can't predict what their lives are going to be, but we know as a consequence of being part of this institution that they're going to be ready for both the expected 
and the unexpected. And uh, that's the best that we can do on behalf of these students. And, and I couldn't be more excited for the future that they will help create. On this edition of MSU Today, we've been talking about the student success theme of MSU's Strategic Plan 2030, empowering excellence, advancing equity, and expanding impact with the executive sponsors of the theme, Provost and Executive Vice President for Academic Affairs, Teresa Woodruff, and Senior Vice President for Student Life and Engagement, Venny Gore. Read and learn more about MSU Strategic Plan 2030 at strategicplan.msu.edu. I'm Russ White for MSU Today.